Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. So we are actually transitioning into our Holy Spirit series next week. And who knows? We love the Holy Spirit. He is our helper. He's, he's God incarnate in this time. He is our empower. He does everything uh, for us that we need in this time. So I'm so excited uh, that we're going to be stepping into this. And um, the Holy Spirit is someone who wants to be close to you. Can I tell you tonight, God is not far from you. I don't know how you came in, how, how you feel now, but the Holy Spirit is close to you. The Bible says that he's closer than a brother. Meaning this, your best friend, your closest friend, he's actually closer than that. And he's ready to encounter you tonight. So we're going to encounter him tonight. And so the reason that we do Vision Builders is because we believe that this is a house of transformation here at Awaken Church. What does that mean? That means you come in one way, but you leave another way. God never leaves us where we are. He actually always brings us into the plans and the promises that he has for us. And so my life is a testament to that. Like I mentioned earlier, I came in a broken junior higher, looking for the power of God, looking for love, and God has provided an incredible family to come alongside me, to champion me, to coach me. Uh, I mentioned this in, when I did a three by 10, to correct me when needed, right? Come on, the Bible says better to be wounded by a friend than to be complimented by someone who's an enemy. I'd rather be wounded by a spiritual father or mother and grown and developed than someone who just tells me what I want to hear, right? And so that, that's why this is the house of transformation, because God absolutely transforms your life. In fact, God is famous for transformation, if you look in the Bible, he does it all the time. If you look, you can see Joseph. He was a, a punk kid with a big dream, and his character, that's right, and look, we've all been there, right? His character didn't match his calling. See, sometimes God will develop your character to match your calling. You may wonder, why am I not in the assignment? Maybe God is doing something in you that is actually going to empower you to step into the assignment that he has for you, and that happens through submission to discipleship. So I came in, had incredible leaders, and the reason we do Vision Builders is for transformation for people like me. Um, and Vision Builders was a big part of my life, sewing into it. We, the reason that we do Vision Builders for our youth camps, come on, that's what we've got camp happening. We've got incredible things happening. Our music, everything has happened through the faithfulness and obedience of God's people. And so God began to uh, develop me, and he began to, uh, began to speak to me, and he gave me a word when I was 12 years old. I was on an altar, this campus's altar, um, and he spoke to me and said, I'm going to use you to speak in the lives of young people. And I'm like, okay, cool, sounds good. I don't know how you're going to do that, you know, like... <laughs> I live 45 minutes from here. Like, I could barely walk on two legs. How am I going to speak in the life of young people? But God's like, I've called you to do it, so I'm going to be the one to empower you. And so he spoke to me, and, and I began to just say, okay, yes, God. I'll let you do it. You know, when situations come up, you've got my yes. So I, I began to be plugged into a connect group. Come on, where are my connect leaders at? Come on. So powerful. I began to get around community. See, what happens is if you get close to God, but you don't have community, you can get really weird. I'm just going to say it. 
I'm just going to call it out. Right? The Bible says iron sharpens iron, right? Just as one man sharpens another. So what does that mean? Sometimes when you get sharpened, there's going to be a little bit of sparks there, right? That's okay because you're going to get a lot sharper. So you can love God, but guess what? If you don't know how to connect with another person, if you don't know how to minister to someone else, if you don't know how to have any earthly value, how are you going to be able to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to those people? right? The Bible says, be the salt. You are the salt and the light. And so God began to teach me how to be in community, have incredible friends around me. In fact, uh, Pastor Colin and Melissa's son was one of my best friends growing up. So I got to reap the benefits of, of their leadership in my life. And so God began just to, to work in me. And then I joined the internship. Let's go internship. So proud of my, my youth team. Like 80% of them are intern alumni or current intern. That's right. And that's when God began to develop and, and cultivate. So as, if you are faithful to stick to what God has asked you to do, he's going to do the impossible in you. You just have to be faithful to say yes and to stay on the potter's wheel. And so I made a decision to come into alignment. See, see, we are called to sow seeds, right? That you may be like, okay, am I a farmer, right? We're not physical seeds unless you actually are a farmer. Hey, cool job. But, but we are called to sow spiritual seeds, right? And we're actually, God actually has us as a seed. So God actually wants to see us produce fruit. He wants to see us produce kingdom things in our lives. And so sometimes what will happen is he, he will put us in the ground. And there's going to be a time where we need three incredible things to help us grow. You guys ready? So you need three things to, for a seed to grow. So a seed needs good soil. Thank God we're an awakened church. This is good soil. Second thing a seed needs is it needs um, to be watered, right? Are you receiving from the Holy Spirit? Are you receiving his presence, his watering? Um, and the third thing that a seed needs is good environment. See, if you are in a, a bad environment, if you're in a toxic environment, you could be a good seed in good soil, but if you're in a toxic environment, you're never going to grow and produce the fruit that, that you're called to produce. So, so I had to make a decision to be intentional about my relationships, and God has been so faithful in my life to, to begin to develop and transform me. One of my favorite memories uh, is in summer camp. So, hey, perfect, we got summer camp. Let's go. And we have junior high summer camp coming up August, let's go, 10th through 13th. And I had a friend, okay, and so this friend, he loved to pull pranks, all right? Now, who here has had a best friend? They're the crazy one. Like, they're the one that's going to be wild, get you in trouble. Okay, if you're not raising your hand, you are that friend. I'm just going to tell you right now. You're the one getting your friends into trouble. And this friend always wanted to pull pranks, so he's like, come on, Deesh, let's go. Like, it's one in the morning. Like, let's just go uh, be goof do goofy, crazy things. So at one summer camp, he's like, hey, we're going to go get the North Campus guys. We're going to go mess with them. And I'm a little bit competitive. You can blame Pastor Jurgen. It, you know, it comes from the top down. So I'm like, yeah, let's go get the North boys. Let's, let's go get them. And um, he decided to take it a little too far, and what he did is he, he turned on the faucet in their cabin and flooded their entire cabin. Okay, don't do that. If my youth do not do that, okay? I will find you, okay? But he flooded the entire cabin. Needless to say, they were pretty excited, pretty happy to come hang out with the Central guys. Um, but hey, that's, that's one example of a flood. But God actually wants to flood our lives in a different way. He wants to bring his Holy Spirit to come invade every aspect of our lives. The level of access that we give God is the level of breakthrough that we're going to see in our lives as we allow him to come in, right? And so the title of my message is Revived in the River. Let's go. Say Revived in the River. Revived in the River. 
Come on. We got Revive Conference coming up, but we don't have to wait to Revive Conference to experience and encounter the presence of God. And so there's a really beautiful and powerful passage um, before, uh, yeah, we can pull up the one in Matthew. Uh, there's a beautiful passage in Matthew where God encounters a man, and this man was looking for revival. He was looking for some sort of life source. He was looking for some sort of hope because what he'd experienced was a dryness. It was an emptiness. So he's looking for life. And so this man has actually been sitting, and it's going to talk about it in the scripture in a moment. And this, just to specify, this verse is in John 5, 1, 8. Uh, and so this man had, had his legs broken from when he was a young, a young boy. So he was a cripple. He had nothing to offer. And, and back then, if you were a cripple, you were seen as dirt. You were seen as nothing, right? And so this man is, is broken, looking for something. So we're going to read this. And this is an encounter that he has with Jesus that changes everything for him. So if we can pull up that verse, it says, um, afterward, if we want to pull it up here. Let's go. Shout out for our, to our production team. Let's go. I love you, production. You have my heart. You guys right? Okay. So it says, afterwards, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the, the Jewish holy days. And go to the next verse. Inside this, the city, near the sheep gate, was a pool of Bethesda with five covered porches. Next verse. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed lay on the porches. Next verse. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. This is the man that we were talking about, 38 years. Sometimes we'll, we'll have a week where we're like, God, where, how have you shown, where have you shown up? And we're like, God, maybe I'm just going to, you know, go be, no, like go be a Buddhist. No, you're not going to do that. Like be faithful to God, right? So it says, when Jesus saw him, this is incredible. He has an encounter with Jesus. Jesus saw him and knew he had been ill for a long time. He asked him, would you like to get well? I love this because Jesus asked him, would you like to get well? Yeah. See, he actually had a choice in the matter. Yeah. See, if he would have said, no, I believe God, Jesus would have been like, all right, well, when you're ready, come to me and I will bring you this healing. See, we actually have to say yes to the power of God in our lives. We have to say yes to his healing, to his goodness, to his miraculous ability. It has to be a choice. See, when we come into alignment with God, we can have all the incredible things that come with God. Maybe, maybe your breakthrough is going to be found tonight as you say yes to Jesus. So the next thing, he's, and this is so interesting, he says, I can't, sir, right? He's been so uh, broken by a situation. For I have no one to put me in the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. Very interesting, very interesting what we see here. First off, he's been looking to man for what only God could provide the whole time. He's been looking to man. See, what in our lives have we been looking to man that God was meant to provide? Is it, is it, our, is it our satisfaction? Is it our provision? Is it our joy, our happiness, our peace? See, only God could provide that. And the next thing he says, someone else always gets ahead of me. This sounds a little bit like a victim spirit to me. I don't know. Someone else always. There's someone else, someone else. Jesus didn't ask him about anyone else. He asked him about him. See, the miracle is right in front of him. He just had to say yes to Jesus. So the next verse, and I love this. Jesus said, Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. How incredible and powerful is that? See, Jesus didn't even address the complaints. He didn't address what was coming out of his mouth. He said, pick up your mat and walk. See, when you encounter Jesus, he brings the power. He brings the miracle. He brings the breakthrough that you are looking for. It doesn't matter where you've been. 
It doesn't matter what you've come from. Jesus has healing for you. And he says, walk. And walking speaks to purpose and destiny. He said, go out and walk. Go be a part of the mission that I have for you. This is so powerful. See, we all draw from a well. And I would ask this tonight, what is the well that we draw from? What's really interesting about this pool of Bethesda is it was actually a pagan pool. Meaning this, that is people who worship false gods would go there to get healed. How interesting. So this man was looking, again, to the world. He was looking to something false to give him the hope, the life, the truth that is only found in Jesus. See, the, what the world will try to do, it'll, it'll say, just look to me. I can give you life. Just look to me. See, the enemy did it to Jesus. He actually tempt, he went to tempt Jesus and he said, hey, just, you know, you're hungry. You've been fasting. Just turn that rock into bread. You could do it. It's within your power. It's within your authority. He said, look to me. Look to your own ability, and you're going to receive the thing that you've been believing for. But, but Jesus knew that it's only in Christ that we can actually receive satisfaction. We can actually receive an eternal source, an eternal water, an eternal river that's going to bring us the thing that we've been looking for. So it's so interesting. And, and what I love as well is that Jesus didn't actually affirm the dysfunction of the man, but he brought healing and restoration. I'm going to step on some toes a little bit. Is that okay? I'm going to, I'm going to do it. It's okay. You know, I'm, I'm wearing, I'm wearing a boot, so you can step on mine after. But see, we're in a generation that says, hey, is there something that's dysfunctional? That's your identity. Go for it. Is there something that seems broken? Just embrace it. Just, just, it's who you are. Post that on your TikTok. Post that on your Instagram. Post that. Hey, you know, I identify as someone who has broken legs. I this is my identity. This is my truth. But Jesus didn't affirm the affliction. He came and cured him from the affliction that he had. Jesus wants to cure you from the affliction. Can I tell you, you don't have to live with the thing that's been tormenting you your, your whole life. You don't have to live with it. You, don't, you are a son or a daughter of God. You are a royal priesthood chosen. You are holy in the eyes of God. So Jesus never, he never affirms. He actually just empowers us. I love Jesus. He is so good. He, he didn't leave the man where he was, but he actually brought him. So if we, uh, I love this. If we can pull up our verse in John seven thirty eight. So this is Jesus encountering a woman in a barren, dry land, okay? This land is dry, and she was going uh, to go ahead and get water for the man that she was living with. This wasn't her man, you know? It might have been a baby daddy. The Bible doesn't say, but it wasn't, it wasn't her man. Like, this is not her husband, right? She's been, she's kind of, she's kind of been around a little bit, right? And so Jesus has an encounter with her, and this encounter is really beautiful, and uh, Jesus encounters her, and this is what he says to her. If we could pull up this verse, it says, Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from his heart. His, he is referring to God. See, Jesus says, you don't have to look to the pool of Bethesda. You don't have to look to your environments. You don't have to look to your surroundings. You can come and drink from my waters. They are freely given to you. There is no limit. You don't have to have like a membership. You know, you don't have to have a vaccine card for this. Come on. I'm just going to say it. You don't have to pre-qualify because guess what? Jesus was qualified and gave his life so that we can become righteous in Christ. So Jesus says, come and drink from my waters. 
I love you so much. I want you to be full of life. I want you to be excited about life. I want you to be passionate. I want you to experience my life and my life abundantly. And so really quickly, there's three quick areas that God wants to bring revival to us. Does that sound good? Amazing, amazing. So the first thing that, that God wants to do is he wants to revive our thoughts. Everybody say, revive my thoughts. That's right. I love this because God knows if he can get your thoughts, he can get your words. And if he can get your words, he can get your actions. And if he can get your actions, he can get your life. So our thoughts are so important. The Bible says to take every thought captive and put it in front of Jesus, right? Submit it to Christ. Meaning this, not every thought should be rent free in your head, right? There, there should be a real estate check, right? It's a little TSA for your heart, right? There sh- we, we do not allow any, any thought to just come and, t- and take root. We are sons and daughters of God, right? And so the Bible says that it's very important that we receive the thoughts of God. Jesus says that he came to give us life and life abundantly, right? But he also says, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. See, Jesus wants his thoughts in your world. Picture this. Let's say you are in your home. It's your dream home. You know, it's bigger than Dr. Matt's. You know, it's, it's a full mansion. He's going to come find me now that I said that. Let's go. We've got some vision here. Come on. Does Balboa Campus have vision? Let's go. Let's go. That's why we're vision builders. You're in your dream home, right? And let's say someone just came in and started taking stuff. Like they just like, oh, I like that pool table. I'm taking that pool table. You know what? Chick-fil-A. I want a Chick-fil-A. I'll take the Chick-fil-A off your table. They start taking everything. You're going to be like, uh, no, you cannot have what I want. And you're going to stop them, correct? So why do we let the enemy do that with our thoughts? Why do we let him come in and freely rob us when we're actually meant to guard our mind and guard our heart? See, when the word of God takes root and produces uh, in your life, it comes through our thoughts. Can I get an amen? Yeah. Amen. Amazing. The second thing that God wants to do is revive our spirit. The Bible says that, we've heard this verse, hope deferred makes the heart sick, right? But it also says that a dream fulfilled is the tree of life. Meaning that we were never meant to end at hope deferred makes the heart sick. We are actually meant to receive the tree of life that comes from our God. The Bible says that, that God gives us the desires of our heart, but if you look at the, the actual meaning of that, that's the desires that he has placed in our heart. See, we're meant to live with an assignment. We're meant to live full of joy, full of passion. We're meant to live alive. The world should look at us and say, there is something different about those Christians at Awaken Church. They are full of spirit. They are full of life. They are full of joy. See, if we look like the world, how are we supposed to influence and transform the world? You can't, you can't lead people and and if you're not willing to let God begin to transform your life. So he wants to revive your spirit. And I love this because, hey, maybe you've got a broken spirit tonight. That's okay. God's going to revive it today as we come and as we encounter his presence. Right? We need to confess according to our conviction. Did you know that the original intent of speech was not communication, but it was actually creation? See, in the beginning, God said, let there be light. So our words have the power to create our futures. Is your word that you speak in alignment with the word of God? Is in alignment with the conviction that God has given you? Because maybe we're not seeing God move in our lives because we've yet to add our speech to what he said. We have to add our action in order to see the revival of God come. 
We're meant to influence culture. Uh, so the third, third point, everyone say point three. And we're going to land this, and then the Holy Spirit's going to move. We're going to pray for some people. Does that sound good? God wants to revive your purpose. He wants to revive your purpose. You are the only you in the whole world. I tell this to our youth all the time. Did you know that you are the only one with your fingerprint? So I have two friends, Olivia and Maddie Elliott. I don't know where you guys are at, but shout out to the twins. They're twins, right? Both amazing, incredible, but they are uniquely created. They are uniquely gifted, and they, and they are unique, even, again, down to their fingerprint. God has a specific assignment that, he, that he's set aside for each one of them. Can I tell you, God has an assignment for your life. You weren't meant to just survive. You weren't meant to show up, b- get married, and build a house, and die sad. You were actually meant with an assignment from God that's going to bring transformation to others around you. Don't get me wrong. God wants to give you a house, okay? That's not what I'm saying. But you were never meant to just go through the motions. You have received the, uh, the power and the presence of God. When God created man, he breathed life into us. So we actually carry his same life. We're meant to bring that everywhere we go. I love this. Jesus was a disruptor. We, like, we don't really like that word. It kind of makes us uncomfortable, right? Especially, yeah, that Pastor Becky likes it. Let's go. You know, for my people who, like, really love order in their lives, they're like, yes, you know, I wake up, I'll drink my coffee, you know, I'm going to read my Bible. I, like, I love those people. Thank God for those people. They have helped me. They have helped me become a functional human being. And I have learned how to be consistent. Praise God. Praise God. But we're actually called to disrupt what's happening in the world where Jesus went, he flipped tables. He disrupted not only the religious, but he disrupted the world as well. We are called to be the ones who are living out the best in the marketplace. We're meant to be influencing politics. We're meant to be influencing every sphere of culture. You represent your heavenly father, and so you, so we actually represent him in the way that we live out the assignment that God has for you. God has created you uniquely with a purpose, with a plan. You're not an accident. I don't, I don't care if, you're, if your family intended you for, to come to this world. The Holy Spirit, God, has always intended for you to be here. He knew, he knew you, and before you were even born, he formed you in your mother's womb. That's why we celebrate Roe v. Wade being overturned on a constitutional level. That's why we celebrate. And I wasn't going to share this, but I'm going to share this now. Again, wow, I'm getting emotional. This is what happens when you make a creative a pastor. This is what happens. Um, but I'm so thankful for the plans of God uh, for my life even because my mother got pregnant with me at a very young age. No provision. She had no covering. And she could have made the decision to abort me. She could have made the decision to say, you know what? It's going to be too hard. The investment is too much. I don't know if I have it in me, but thank God she decided, you know what? God must have a plan for this man. I'm going to carry him to term. And thank God she did because my circumstances didn't define the future that God had for me. Come on. Come on. Your circumstances don't define it. The word of God defines your future. So maybe, maybe you need a revival tonight. Maybe you need God to, wow, wow, I'm sorry. Maybe you need God to show up at, at your pool of Bethesda. 
I love this verse in Matthew 11, 28 through 30, Passion Translation. I don't usually use passion because, you know, theology, but we're going to do it today because it's so beautiful how, how it's written out. So let's go ahead and pull up that verse in Matthew. I can just read it. You guys want me? Okay, here we go. I love it. Love you guys. Okay. Then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Next verse. Let's go. I love it. You are amazing. I love you. Okay. It says, take my yoke upon you. I love this. Take, we get to receive freely from Jesus. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. Next verse. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. The burden that he gives to you is light. He's gonna take every weight tonight. He's gonna take every fear, every anxiety, everything that may be stressing you out. He's gonna take that tonight. Next verse. Actually, I think that's it for this passage. And so if you are feeling heavy tonight, if you are feeling like you need the river of the Holy Spirit. You just need some life tonight. You would say, you know what, Pastor Sean, I, I can't carry this on my own. I can't do this. I need the river of living water that comes from the Holy Spirit. We're just gonna have an opportunity and, and we're gonna stand, we're gonna receive from God and God's gonna do incredible things. He doesn't need, you don't have to be at this altar though. This altar is the most powerful place you could be, but God can touch you right where you're at. He can revive your thoughts. He can revive your spirit. He can revive your purpose tonight. So if that's you, if you, if you feel heavy, and we're going to close our eyes in a moment. I'm going to count to three. And I'm just going to ask you to stand up and I'm going to pray for you. And, and I believe God's going to do something incredible in your life. So if, if that's you, if you want a refreshing from the Holy Spirit, let's all just go ahead and close our eyes. One, don't worry about anyone else around you. King David danced naked in front of his, his people we should never be ashamed for what God wants to do. Two, let the Holy Spirit do something incredible in your life. Now is the time. You don't have to wait another moment. Three, just go ahead and lift your hand if that's you. Incredible, incredible, incredible. I see hands everywhere. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now I'm going to be asking, I'm going to ask you to be bold and do just one more thing. If you could just stand up right now where you're at, then you're going to receive from the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that, that God's people went and they waited in the upper room for the presence of God. They didn't strive for the presence of God. They waited and then he showed up. So right now I'm gonna pray for you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for every single person here, every home represented. I thank you for every hand lifted. I thank you right now you meet them. God, I thank you right now your Holy Spirit washes over them in the name of Jesus. Right now we remove anxiety, we remove fear, we remove shame. We remove worry. And Jesus, we thank you for your life and your life abundantly. Lord, I thank you right now. You're going to begin to speak to people. Lord, you're going to begin to give them hope. You're going to begin to prompt to them and, and what you're going to do in their life. Lord, I, I see people are going to be buying homes. If you are worried, if you're worried about a home, the Lord is, you are going to purchase that home. You're going to take the territory. I just see someone who's really, really worried about a relationship. They don't know if it's going to work out. God's going to make that thing right in Jesus' name. I thank you, Jesus, for your peace, for your rest. 
Lord, I thank you that you would refresh every person here in your mighty name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And just, yeah, just go ahead and receive from him like you're receiving a gift, a free gift. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are peace. You are the Prince of Peace. And while you stay standing, if, if you've never actually received the power of the Holy Spirit, if you've never received baptism of the Holy Spirit, I'm gonna just ask that you raise your hand right now because I wanna pray for you and I, want, and I wanna be able to impart that and impart fire so that you can experience the victorious life that God has for you. So I see hands everywhere, I see hands everywhere. Just repeat after me. Holy Spirit, right now, I receive your fire. Come baptize me. I trade the old ways for your kingdom in Jesus' mighty name. And you may begin to speak in tongues. If you're like, what is that? Just open your mouth, let whatever comes out, come out. The Holy Spirit is gonna begin to speak through you. I'm gonna pray for you and then we're gonna wrap this up. So just continue to receive. Holy Spirit, I thank you for your fire and your sons and daughters. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you came with a mission to empower them, with a mission for them to have victory. I pray right now, Holy Spirit, flow in the mighty name of Jesus. Let there be a flow in the name of Jesus. Come on, every life right now, in Jesus' name, Lord, bring your power, bring your peace, bring your river in Jesus' name. Begin to, just begin to open your mouth and speak in tongues if you've never done it. God's gonna move right now. Lord, I thank you you are giving people vision right now in Jesus' name. Lord, that you are giving them power. Lord, that you are doing a new thing in their life. God, I thank you for the assignment that you put on Awakened Church, Lord, that we're gonna reach the city of San Diego and beyond. God, I thank you right now. You're empowering your sons and daughters to reach the city. God, you're empowering them to step into their assignment in Jesus' name. You're empowering them to evade, invade every sphere of culture. So Lord, right now, release your power. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Amen, come on, can we give God some praise? Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.